0: everyone, and welcome to Monday, January 5th, 2018, and this is your host, Sarai Bondi with the Spirit of Aya podcast, and today we're talking about all things um, ayahuasca and addiction, and, um, but first I want to tell you guys about... Um, I did an interview yesterday, um, in lieu of doing a podcast with Ryan, um, with story time with Ryan, and I will be posting the link to the podcast on my Facebook and also my Instagram. It was an awesome experience. This guy is super cool. And someone to like contact me to like talk about this was even more awesome. Um, we talked about a lot of different things, just like how to make ayahuasca and how ayahuasca is integrating into the West. And, um, you know, some things to be worried about with ayahuasca because there's, you know, even though it's a beautiful medicine, I guess I shouldn't say worried. It's like precautions, you know, things to do before deciding. Um, we talked about 12 step, addiction, trauma, healing, uh, Western model versus Eastern model. We talked about the documentary. We talked about a lot of great stuff, so you're not going to want to miss that. Um, so that will be posted. You'll be able to see that. Um, so ayahuasca and what does it have to do with addiction? Well, first I kind of want to like, usually when people in the addiction community hear about psychedelics, Um, which i don't even consider ayahuasca psychedelic by the way it's a plant medicine it's intelligent there's a lot of people right now who are studying plants that you know plants have energy and they can help us heal you know not just address symptoms but actually dig deep down inside and get to the root of the problem so We can't have a conversation um, about addiction without having a conversation about trauma without having a conversation about shame. And, you know, these are the roots of addiction, trauma and shame. And ayahuasca addresses the deeper layers of the onion, so to speak, more than a lot of other things, you know, Um, just from people I've spoke to and things that I've seen, like people just resolving years and years of suffering, you know, in very little amount of time, way less than I could ever do in terms of working with somebody one-on-one. Um, and just a precaution there, you know, most of these people who've sought out, you know, ayahuasca while having an addiction, they've done other things to address their, you know, what they're going through, but they were able to heal much, like much quicker. Um, So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, mainly this is a discussion about taking away the stigma around plant medicine because there is a lot of stigma and, you know, it's, and really because the addiction community has been stigmatized altogether and we're, a lot of us are in fear of like talking about these things like, or like, am I going to lose control? You know, it's. It's, it's just not possible with ayahuasca because, like I've said before, your intention with ayahuasca is not the same intention that you have um, with, you know, um, trying to impulsively escape. The other thing to mention, too, is that even medicines like Western medicines like methadone and suboxone, um, which I don't have anything against those, you know, they, they work wonders for people. Um, but that's still just treating symptoms, right? So ayahuasca, once again, is not treating a symptom, it's healing, it's going deep, deep, deep down to the root. You know, I hate to use this analogy, but if you had a weed, right, if you clip the top, what happens? It's gonna grow back because you still haven't addressed the root problem. And I'm all about shadow work, addressing the root problem, I help a lot of people address symptoms. Trust me. It's very much needed in recovery and, you know, recovery from trauma, recovery from, um, recovery from addiction. Like, you know, all of those things I have assisted people, you know, in in treating or I'm sorry, addressing their symptoms prior to us diving even deeper with, um, EMDR, which is a therapy that I do. Um, Unfortunately, at this point, I am not, like, you know, I wish I was (laughs) administering ayahuasca in a healing center, you know. Um, I'm just not there yet. Um, I'm still trying to find the best way for me to do this, not only in a legal way, um, but also in a way... That is like gonna serve me well. I've I've checked out plenty of treatment centers, or no, sorry, retreatments or retreatment retreats retreats um, um, retreat centers. That's what I was trying to say. And I think the light, the temple of the light of way is probably the best that I've seen so far. And I've been putting a lot of pressure on myself to be in Peru by the summertime but it might not just happen, you know, it might happen, it might not happen, I've kind of given myself the opportunity or, you know, the permission to just either way, because right now, like, I'm living in this western world and I got a ton of bills and, like, all this stuff, but I'm still gonna keep focused on being there um, and see what can happen, you know, I'm not, I'm not closed off to it, but anyway, so in terms of the recovery community and like, you know, um, and all, and all that stigma, I kind of just wanted to address that. But then also, um, like, does it actually work? You know? And I don't, the, the answer really is, is I don't know. Um, right now there's not a lot of consistent research on addiction specifically. Um, There's no double blind studies, there's none of that, you know, so there's no gold standard right now that's just like um, being able to really discuss this, which is unfortunate. However, I will say that in terms of what I've heard about people in addressing like the negative core beliefs they have about themselves or the trauma that has led to those beliefs, that is what is being addressed and honestly that is if anything that is the root of addiction you know um just like this perpetual cycle to escape oneself because they're so uncomfortable including myself you know like I've gone through this too so uncomfortable because of what's happened and there's just no working understanding of of what has happened because a lot of things have been internalized and suppressed and there, it's just so complex I can't really uh, uh, explain it but just know this that you know trauma has um, a similar makeup but I would have to say each individual's experience is completely different um, for, for many reasons um, and so ayahuasca has this way. I mean, you know, and it's, it's hard for me to talk about this because really in a way it has this unknown mysterious way of addressing it. You know, we could put it into words like, Oh, I was able to remember this memory and just see it so differently. And I forgave myself. I forgave them. You know, that's, that's really, those are mostly of what I hear from people tell me, which is, um, that's so healing for somebody to, to have that experience, to come to that conclusion so quickly. Um, but then, you know, we have the, the challenge of actually integrating that into everyday life, which takes time. So once again, really like reiterating how ayahuasca is not a quick fix, just like nothing is, even though it does speed up the actual finding the root of the problem you know, integration work still has to occur, you know, there's no one's getting a, a free pass to their, their shadow work, which, you know, I mean, that's good, you know, because then each person has to continue to kind of, you know, work on themselves and, and focus inward. So, um, so I feel like I'm like kind of all over the place. So that's kind of how ayahuasca address addiction. Um, so there, and I was just thinking, I'm like, I don't think there's any linear fashion in which this happens for a person. It's like, you know, um, everyone can go to an intensive outpatient, right? But everyone's going to get something different out of it. Just depending on how how conscious the person is and what their intention is, you know? Um, but also understand like, so I'm trying to compare this like to someone attending ceremony so that I think the same rules apply in that situation, but also understanding that each person's path or journey is completely separate, you know? So whatever is happening in your life right now, I'm much of a believer that, you know, it's, it's happening just as it's supposed to. So there doesn't need to be any judgment around it. You know, my goal of like, continuing to talk about ayahuasca and addiction side by side is to really break down the stigma of plant medicines potentially being um, something that we can use you know I'm never here to say like this is the only answer because it's not you know there's there's so much work that needs to be done before and after and between ceremonies you know like journaling or yoga meditation spending quiet time with yourself. Um you know, it, it's everyone's plans different, you know, playing music, exercising, eating well. It takes a lot to to manage just being a human, you know, and you want to throw trauma and addiction on top of that, like, you know, you got your work cut out for you. But it's nice to know that there's ways that have been proven to work, right? So um that's kind of my spiel on, on ayahuasca and addiction is that it is, it's potentially for sure a resource. Um, and really I think deep, deep down it, the medicine connects one to oneself in a way that is so profound that addiction doesn't even seem like, you know, like addiction to heroin or food or sex or porn or money or like all these things, like it will be so profoundly evident that these are purely escapes from oneself. But now one is, you know, one is one with oneself. I don't mean to be so redundant, but just having that experience, that understanding the divine that's within. I think for a lot of people that I've talked to, that's like the number one thing that they come to terms with and realizing that they do have divinity, they do have spirituality inside of them. And that's more fulfilling than anything else. Fulfilling than than any drug, fulfilling than any bad relationship, more fulfilling than any porn, you know, pornography that you could watch, you know, anything. So and it's kind of like this epiphany or this aha moment realizing like, oh shit, like, you know, <clears throat> I've been wasting a lot of my time, basically. So, you know, that's, those are kind of some of my thoughts on, just taking a sip here. Um, I'm taking a sip of my, my caffeine addiction. Um, so... It's it's crazy. It's wild, 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 and um, I I don't know. I'll just, this is a sidebar. I just talked to somebody um, yesterday about going down to Peru, and they did ceremony, and um, beautiful ceremonies. He had eleven ceremonies while he was there, and um, but at the same time, there was a lot of lessons that had to be learned within the context of getting there and overcoming the obstacles of not getting along with his group and feeling isolated and you know um so there was a lot of delays in getting there and then delays getting home and then so all this stress that's added with traveling to peru um And it really makes me think about someone who has like, you know, the people that I serve don't have $4,000 to throw down to go to Peru. You know, um, and and most people, you know, they, this isn't a judgment. Um, it's, it's a reality that like even I am struggling to get over to Peru right now, you know. And I have, I mean, like, whatever. You know what I'm saying. Like I don't have the best-paying job in the world, but like I have money, you know. And it really makes me think, like, that's why creating safe and legal ways in North America to provide people with this, like, is important and there is a part of me that wants to run away there's a part of me that like wants to go to peru and like live there but then i think like what good is that doing anybody you know it's doing me good that's great um but like how is that helping others because i know like once i get over there and with myself and i'm having like this good old time like that's great but then what you know so I think it's important like somehow finding a way to bring this here and now and I'm working on it. I'm working with some people um, but it's hard. It's super hard um, It's because there's so much, uh, you know, the, it's like the church but the church isn't that secure and like you got to really think about what you're doing because you want to do it safely and you want to do it for the long term and you want to maintain it, you know, cuz once you start a community like that for it to like, you know, not go, well, that's not good, right? So, um anyway, those are some of my thoughts. Um your I'm going to have to pull reading off of the internet, so hold on. Okay, let me see if I can So I'm using the Archangel app and actually I like this one so I got the it's the key of clarity and I actually asked with intention about retreat centers in North America and it says clarity and insights you have received an epiphany. The sacred energetic key is delivered to you by Archangel Michael and is A powerful blessing bringing you complete clarity. Archangel Michael delivers this key as he has watched you struggle to fully understand and comprehend a situation. He requests that you remove yourself from the situation completely or for a short period of time. Self-imposed solitude will assist in activating the energy of this key bringing forth an epiphany. An epiphany is a moment of complete and true clarity. A simple yet striking moment of clarity that enables you to understand and accept without illusion. It's a flash of intuition that unexpectedly reveals the meaning or nature of something. The energy of this key is so powerful, Archangel Michael refers to it as the lightning bolt. Take this key with love and gratitude, hold it to your heart, and know that it's a gift that it's delivered, and so it is. Affirmations that you can practice. I have clear access to my destiny. I release confusion and I release confusion and think clearly. I have total clarity in all the areas of my life. I surrender and trust Archangel Michael to help me understand. My life flows along with simplicity. I have clarity in the mind, the body, and the soul. So alternative meanings, manifestation, angelic vision, great and powerful revelation, awakening, life-changing moment, profound discover, um, intuitive gasp, magic moment, in time, change of perspective, different direction, a miracle of thought. This card depicts the angelic energy related to your question. So actually I've been struggling a lot with, uh, this whole thing I'm doing, <laughs> you know, just in, in general, not just with the retreats, but just, just my path with ayahuasca. I think there has been a part of me that that's been like extremely hyper-focused on it. Um, everything I'm doing in my life is actually to make gains or strides in this area. Um, there's a couple things I'm doing that's completely the opposite and um like, you know, my powerlifting stuff has nothing to do with it, thank God. Um that's just kind of where I like let loose and do whatever I want, but um so hopefully you guys benefited from this reading and um I will see you guys back here tomorrow, Tuesday, February 5th, 2018, and tomorrow we will be talking about um sitting in ceremony as a couple. So a lot of, um, you know, not a lot of times, but sometimes it can be interesting to say the least, um, for couples, romantic couples, um, to sit in ceremony together, to, you know, find out answers for each other, or just, I mean, honestly, to hold space with, a, with your partner is... I really wow. I don't. I don't. I don't really know what's more emotionally intimate than that. So um, we're gonna be talking about that, and of course, all things related to ayahuasca tomorrow. And I will see you guys back here tomorrow. Okay, bye.